Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 42 of the No Words Barred podcast. Uh, joining my man via Zencaster over in ATL is Chris Mack. This is your host, Yo. Mo. Hey, man. Um, this is a lot of stuff. This is going to be a jam-packed episode, and, and, and you know, there's going to be a lot going on But in the past couple of weeks, but I hope everything's been well with you, man, um, and, and been mm-hmm. holding up well with this this crazy weather. Uh yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, man. Uh, I can't really complain. Just working some working working some um overtime, you know. But you know, the weather yeah. has been so up and down. Uh, I've been um it's cause, cause it's gonna be warm like uh for the next couple of days, but it was just raining nonstop. Like it, it's kept me from running some tasks uh, as far as like dumping some of these boxes out because we're still getting some fur- extra furniture coming in. Um, and I would try to make space for it, but uh, I, I might have to go go out tomorrow um, and dump off some boxes so I can get uh, this, um, some dining tables to come in. But um, it's been good, though. Uh, I, I really can't complain. I'm kind of bummed. Uh, however, they, you know, United States uh, men's soccer team's now out of uh, the World Cup. But, you know, uh, they, they were around short. I had them going quarterfinals. You know, they, they got they, – they, they got knocked out in round sixteen to the Netherlands, uh, but yay, they 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 did me proud though. They were they were really good. They were fun to watch, you know. Uh, they 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 did bring some excitement in for you know a lot of casual viewers such as yourself. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and again, they, this is just a, just going to be a learning experience for them because now, uh. Greg Bohalter, he might be getting extended soon. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a year extension or if it's going to be going to 2024, which um, they will likely, alongside with Canada, will participate in um, Copa America tournament in 2024. That's like, you know, the big South American tournament, you know, that will have, you know, the likes of Argentina and Brazil. And, and that will give them some experience, you know, going into 2026 for uh, the World Cup coming here and, you know, in Mexico and Canada as well. And, it, you know, hopefully they'll figure out, you know, a lot of these guys will be older. They'll, they'll have, you know, their core group of players and, and you know, we'll have a team settled in and hopefully we'll get you know, some reinforcements in, in central defense. Uh, Chris Richards and um, Miles Robinson, they were unable to participate in the World Cup because they were both injured. And that would have probably been our um, center back pairing if they were available and healthy. And they would have been fun to watch, too, together. But, you know, hopefully they'll be ready from by 2024 and, you know, see how they look. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm still – the World Cup itself still been very exciting for me. I mean, out, even outside of their elimination, like uh, Morocco has just been – like they're the underdog. They're not even the underdog, but they're the darlings right now of the World Cup. They are now in the quarterfinals. They'll face Portugal on Saturday. Um, France and England, also a huge matchup. And they have um, Croatia and Brazil and uh, the Netherlands and Argentina on Friday. Uh, so it's a little break right now, so I get the rest of my mind on all the soccer at this moment. Uh, but uh, I can watch some hoops. Uh, re- reading up some 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 news, listening to some music. You know, I, I see that your boy has been locked down, making forty million a year to chill during the playoffs. Congratulations to Aaron Judge, there. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Because I was, I was, I was going to talk about 
You you don't talk about them. I talk about them. Okay. <laughs> that is my that is my hey, team. Listen, I saw the numbers. I was blown away. I couldn't help myself, man. I was like, yo, that is the bag that he needed. He doesn't have to do anything else for the rest of his career. <laughs> in case you in case anybody's been living under the rock, of course, Aaron Judge can he re-signed with the Yankees for nine nine uh nine years, three hundred and sixty million. Um, Pump fake on the Giants, apparently. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. The San Francisco Giants. They were they were the other lead lead runners. Um, in getting Judge the last second, the Padres got their hands in it, and you know they kind of um they 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 they, they kind of put like a, a last second offer in there that, that that uh put extra fire to the Yankees' asses, and uh, yeah. um and and lucky enough that they <laughs> were they they wised up. And, and to their senses, mm-hmm. and they got this deal done. And the thing <laughs> about it was, was was so stupid about it. And I and, and I've seen it. I've seen clips. People, different media outlets, um, you know, mention it. And it's something that I always said from the start was that like when they first offered Judge for seven seven years, two hundred and twelve to two hundred thirteen million before the season started. Um, and of course I would reject that shit too. He was right for doing it, but what they really should have in, 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 and also, um, Max Kellerman, he put it out there too on, on, I saw on ESPN and I forgot somebody else said it, you know, it, it's the Yankees. They, they could have had, they could have had judge way before and way cheaper as much as $80 million cheaper. They could have had, um, if they would have offered in the high mm-hmm. um, 200 mil range, um, I believe they would have got it. They would have got that done maybe at that seven or maybe eight years. But now you're paying a year extra 80, you know, 60 to 80 million more. Um, that's and of course, uh, you know, baseball doesn't really give two shits about luxury taxes with the salary cap and whatever the Yankees they're one of the teams they don't give a fuck but um but the fact that they were able to get it done was great but it came at a cost now anybody that's any Yankees fan that that's watched the Yankees in the past um three four years the, the most annoying part about it is we can never really feel the team that allows us to beat the Houston Astros right that's mm-hmm. the main team. That's yeah. that's that's the goal. That's the bar that's been set. Do, do, y'all, right? do y'all have the money for that? Well, I mean, after that's, this deal, what, will, you, will they have the money for it? I mean, there's always they could have the money, but it's how much they yeah. want to pay extra on that luxury tax. Now, yeah. the team the team hasn't fielded a great team. Now, granted, a lot of I mean, we got into the playoffs simply off of the back of of Aaron Judge. That's the only reason why we got in the playoffs. That that August slump that we had. Um, Aaron Judge single-handedly got the Yankees into the playoffs. So um, it's no secret we got swept. Um, but we just need to do a better job depth-wise on a pitching staff, on an offense, to something to the degree of something that resonates or, or that resembles something of Houston because that's the thing about Houston, that they they able – and then scouting. Scouting is the big thing, really, to be honest with you. That That's, that's what differentiates um, – the Houston Astros from the Yankees, they got this the scouting. They got better scouting. They're able to get these guys, find these diamonds mm-hmm. in the rough. And these guys, these diamonds in the rough, 
you know, in player development, scouting and playing development. There's a reason why those things exist in, in all leagues. Scouting and playing player in development. That's right. Those are two big things. It's, it's, it's and, great, man. And the, the Astros got, they just got the best. They just got better scouting and player development than Yankees. It has nothing to do with money. It's just, that's just the way it is. Certain people, they just, certain talent that they find, they have a defined system, how they do stuff. And it works and it maximizes the potential out of these players. So that's, that's essentially, that's what you want every organization to do. But the, there are just certain ones that do it levels above than, than everybody else. You know, so that's where we're going. So the Yankees, they're going to have to do what they got to do um, to field a better team. Brian Cashman, luckiest GM, I, I say, in, in, in baseball history um, mm-hmm. because there's so many years that his ass, he didn't do shit. He didn't make stuff better. Everybody else had to do something to cover his ass or to save his ass. So it's what it is. Um, but yeah, you know, that's one thing. Giants, they're not uh, doing all right. They're doing all right. They they the tie. Oh, oh, he oh, had oh, a tie oh. with Washington. Big and, whoop. They're just uh they're just uh go back real quick. Um luckily the Braves didn't enter the Aaron Judge Week Six or else it'll be fifty million a year that you guys would have to pay. <laughs> oh man, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, but yeah, man, I was shocked, man. It was uh that Washington's good. Uh, you know, you guys are good too. It, it showed in a, in a 20 all tie. Uh, I'm, but I was, hey, listen, it's really a three team race for second place at this moment until Philadelphia slips up. Cowboys are fully in control right now. Paul drove the Colts to oblivion, um, in that fourth quarter. It, uh, they, they, I mean, I don't know. They're just so inconsistent. So I, I'm like, I, it's like I that's say. the way they should look every time. But you know, they're at least they're beating teams they have to beat this time around. And you know, yeah. they're just getting it done. You know, just got to just wrap up the last few games of the season. It's going to be tough. Um, I think uh, we, uh, we still have Washington to go. We have another game with them. Last game of the season, actually. And we also got Philly coming up as well. You know, it's really, it's really just trying to lock down that second spot and hope that the Eagles slip up somehow. Um, luckily, they they start facing more of their division late in the season. Uh, we've got another potential win on the horizon. Places Houston, so you know, you got Houston and did Jacksonville. Then you play Philly in, in Christmas Eve. You know, it, it should should in these last five games. It should the Cowboys should at least come out three and two, if not four and one. Um, at best, you know, I'd rather just sweep Washington and split with Philly. That way, you can secure you know the the higher seed into the NFC East. Because if, from the way it stands, it looks like all four teams are going to make their way into the playoffs somehow. One way, yeah, yeah. It's just. Uh, even though right now it looks like four teams, I mean, that as it stands right now, four, four NFC East, East teams would get into the playoffs. I still believe it's still going to come down to just only three. There's only going to be three. There's going to be three. Like, we already know the two. I think I think the draw really killed um, the chances of having all four teams. Um, no, and- well, no, no, because it's, it it's still not a loss. Oh, okay. Well, 
it's still not a red, it's still not a loss. No, that's that helped. That 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 was a best case. That was like a a, a second best case scenario, I guess, for everybody. To, because it, it technically can also count as sixteen games. So that yeah. draw could be like you know a blessing in disguise in this, in this new yeah. format. Because yeah. you know you can still go by sixteen game seasons as opposed to that one draw. You can count that as a second buy in your head. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> right, right, but. No, they're in right now. As of this, as of this moment, it's still in a good spot for all four teams to be in the playoffs. But it's just not going to stay that way. It's it's easily going to be Eagles, Cowboys, and and it's just going to be either the Giants or, or or Washington. I mean, it's just the division play is going to determine all that stuff anyway. In the end, you know. So, um, you're going to have to see what happens. Um, I don't know. Um, just a quick thing. I don't know what's going to happen with OBJ. I don't. I don't think he's going to. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Um, he may just go to a different team that nobody knows about. Nobody's yeah, talking man, about. That, you, know, so. you know, which would which wouldn't surprise me one way. I was wouldn't like, surprise this would definitely either. be the biggest bait and switch. Yeah, because he was at the Mavericks game. Um, yeah, the other day, and I was like, all right, yeah, I see that. That's that's pretty interesting. But it, that this is like you know, that doesn't. Cement things, you know. I need to see pen to paper it, again. It's five weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, like, this deal needs to be wrapped up now. Honestly, right. I don't care right. who team. It's like, yo, it's going to be a playoff team. They want yeah. to probably implement this guy into their you know system and get them into their plays, let them know the offense, so they could have all their routes ready and you know have all the you know actions going, and you'll be ready to go by playoff time. Yeah. You don't want him going in cold. So no. I'm like, I don't care whether it's Dallas or the Giants or whoever else, you know, stop, stop dragging their wings, dragging their feet, man. Just give them yeah. the best deal possible for for five plus weeks. Yeah, and no, so no. I get, get him on that field immediately. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't I don't know what's his game plan as far as timing and whoever whatever team signs him. Um, but that's, you know, whenever that happens, it will happen. It it could happen tomorrow. You know how we are with this show, you know, <laughs> stuff happens after we, we record. Um, but, uh, you know, wherever he goes, I'm pretty sure, you know, that fan base would be happy. Would I love for him to come back to the Giants? Sure. But if he doesn't, it's so be it. It's all right. It's not his fault if he don't yeah. trust our asses again. So I, I can't really blame him. Um, but. But nah, man, I, um, you know, that's really, you know, a lot of stuff, man, it's just been been going on, you I know. Mean, our, 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 our teams, you know, our NBA teams just, just finished having the mid-off, so. Yeah, 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 my team. Bulls win. Down, yeah. Bulls yeah. win. So, you know, that's a good, that's good for you guys. So, not, not really good that. for – not really good from um for from my standing uh and, and we had a good Kyle Kuzma game you know you say the Kyle Kuzma scores twenty or more you know you're likely to win score twenty one and he lost by four points so close enough <laughs> uh you know Kristaps had a really good game too but yeah it's really the injuries are really um dogging this team out you know Rui Hachimura has I don't know what he's ever been healthy <laughs> for this team uh he's been out uh, Bradley Bill struggling i think he with the arm injury or something or wrist injury again or his hip is something this time around he's he's out um so you know it's it's, it's just been a problem to watch i'm like the offense has been better but you know it, it's just 
It's middling as usual. We don't really don't have a point guard. Like we tried with Monte Morris. I was I was positive on him at first when they initially made the trade for him. When they tried to trade away um Contavious Caldwell Pope mm-hmm. and get Barton and Morris. You know, I was positive on it at first, but Morris is just he's he's not a starting caliber point guard. Um he's he's he can score a little bit, he can shoot. You know, he's fine on defending, but I just he's not reliable as far as being a point guard is. Will Barton has been absolutely terrible <laughs> since being here on the Wizards. Uh it, it's just and he hasn't really been the secondary ball handler as I thought he would be going into the season. So we we they need that the Wizards need to trade for somebody. And as it stands right now, I do hear that Kyle Lowry might be made available. Um Mike Conley will likely be made available soon. I would that would be if we really are trying to make the playoffs. I don't really know if this is a playoff team right now. Uh despite having the likes of Porzingis and Beal and Kuzma, who are all very talented, really good. I mean, they are all star caliber players. Uh, but it's just the team around them is just not all that great. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know. And it's just kind of the same situation with your boys. You know, y'all the, that Lonzo ball injury really destabilized everything. That it's job really still amazing. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how still that injury is what changed everything. And it's, uh, it's a bit frustrating. Um, the, we're better than this 10 and 14 record. I, at least I feel that we're better than that 10 and 14 record. Um, but we just, we just haven't been able to get it down, um, get everything straightened or there's been games where we're, we'll have leads going into the fourth quarter and we give up, we give up those leads. And, um, it's just almost it tonight. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, know, you play so. a team that can't close games, so right. <laughs> you're right, one hundred percent. You know that's comes down to that too. But it's just not. I'm not happy about it. It's but if there's anything that I've learned last season when we were at the top of the conference in the Eastern Conference, um, at the All Star break, um, that things can happen, things can change, something could could just click and they find another gear and then boom, you know, certain teams are like that. Not every, I'm not saying that is something of like what happened with the Celtics, you know, is going to happen. Um, we don't have that type of talent that the Celtics got, but, uh, but you just don't know. I mean, you just look at Sacramento, how they've been right. You know, it's, like that beam y'all like that. Yeah. Beam. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, you just don't know. You just don't know. We don't know if, even you know yeah. the teams that are going to be at the top, uh, all star break is sustainable. Um, in the end, I mean, so. the Pelicans has been incredible, as you said. Been, like my sleeper been. team, I said it. That said it before. Five straight wins right now. Yeah, second year in a row, man. I'm going to be right with my sleeper team. <laughs> I, I, it's it's a it's remarkable, but um, but yeah, like I mean, I don't. I just don't fret about it. I don't fret about it. And I and, and even and I can admit, like at this point in the NBA season, like I, I'll catch a game every now and then, but I don't really be catching a lot of games like that until close around the All Star break and stuff. And then that's when my focus kind of dives a little bit more into the games. Um, but but you know, it's it's still a lot of still a lot to be determined. So I'm not gonna 
seeing anything uh, prophetic or prophetic or anything like that, um, other than the fact that New Orleans they're gonna they gonna they're gonna get to the playoffs. They're gonna they're gonna win around in, in the first round. So um, that's that's just how I feel. How that team is, um, they they yeah. just look they look comfortable. They look. Jose Alvarado, man, he dropped thirty eight on the Nuggets. Man, I watched that game entirely, and he was just out of this world. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they just got they, they. No matter whether if William Sion or Brandon Ingram, they are out every now and then. Sometimes CJ McCollum be out. They just still got guys that could go in and do their job. You know, yeah. Trey Murphy's been great. Herb Jones has been good. You know, like again, Jose Alvarado's been unbelievable for them. Uh, and they, yeah, they're just they're that's just a talented team. Like this, they're they're the real deal. Like that's the team that we, we've seen what they did in the end of last season. They're doing it again this season. They're legit. They're they're going to be a perennial playoff. Um, at least a perennial playoff participant for the next couple of years. Um, yeah, they could probably yeah. get one more draft pick in there. Maybe through a trade, or at least tr- uh, probably acquire another a player. Um, might have to give up probably Ingram for that. But yeah, they're 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 good, man. Like you know what? Uh, you know, David Griffin, he deserves his flowers. You know, because we were, you know, a lot of folks were giving him shit when he first got in there um, initially and replaced Dell Depps, and it wasn't taken off immediately at first, and then. You know, now here he is wheeling and dealing, and he got something going. So, yeah, they're going to be all right. They're going to yeah. be all right, man. I'll yeah. fuck with the Pelicans. Yeah, man. Um, However, you know, on the flip side, you know, I don't know about the Lakers right now. The jury is still out on them as a team. Jury's still out. Jury's but, still out. Man. We're not going to know. We're really not going to know. That's going to be one of those teams that we're really yeah. not going to know what they're going to be made of until man. the after the trade deadline. Anthony that, Davis, Anthony Davis, though, wow, they, is, they go as far as Anthony Davis gives them. Yeah, man. yeah, Anthony Davis is—he's there, like for real. He is—he is getting right back into his form. Um, right now, he's—he's he's dealing with the, you know, I think of the flu or something, so he's going to be out from that. But if he could just stay fully healthy, you know, no, no, none of his knees or ankles bothering him. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, the Lakers are going to go far. Um, they might they might be able to go as far as they can with them, but I still don't think it's enough to really get a title run. No, no. But it's definitely no, no. enough to at least get them into the plane or at least one of that lower seeds in the you know in the playoff range. Playing game. Um, yep, uh, definitely the, the early playing game. You know, yeah. they don't have to do a double elimination factor again. No. Um, but they could just get into that playing game and um and. And go from there because yeah, because anything can happen. But uh, they still, they're still a move away. Yeah, because I'm like that roster is just not enough. No, Truth it told, hasn't. It's like it's, it's, I mean, but to be honest with you, man, like I, I, I've been like up to the top of my my head, like saying what the hell's been wrong with the Lakers and where they where they messed up at. So I'm not surprised. Um, like it's good that they're winning, you know. But I'm not surprised that they're still. And they should hold a mess as far as um, trying to make this team better. That whatever, whatever that next, that 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 missing piece. Um, yeah, they don't they don't got the they don't got the, the necessary pieces to make that happen. The only way that they could even attract someone similar like that is if I guess Westbrook was being involved. But I don't know. I don't think that's even a good idea because why rock? Why change what's been working? You know, so far. 
Um, especially when yeah. Anthony Davis is, is healthy. So uh Lakers, I'm not I'm not worried too much about the Lakers. You know, they we'll we'll see what they're made of um about a month and a half from now. We'll see. We'll see where mm-hmm. they at. Mm-hmm. Um but the, to to get off to get drive away from there. Um but the you know, I want there's something that I wanted to discuss on that that's um that I've I've been seeing a lot people talk about and it's something that 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 recently happened. Um and it's one of those things that's kind of been bothering me, one of them topics. And it's it's a twofold type of thing. The the first thing is um that that I that I and I really want to hear your opinion on it, is you know, Weeks ago, what was it Twenty One Savage? He had put out that 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 quote or something like that, or supposedly said about Nas and being irrelevant, right? And yeah, ex- and explain and ironically still explaining why he is he is actually in fact relevant, but that's besides the point. But the thing that that strikes to me, man, and and it's kind of and and I get tired of this shit so many times uh, within the hip hop world. And just the hip hop, the genre of rap and hip hop in general, is that, you know, we I feel like this is the only genre that that really be. I don't want to say that has that has beef with, you know, an artist, but well, there's always uh, like a generation, a, a generational gap. Yeah, like, the it's, generational it's, gap between like between the younger and older generation, like, is always a fucking rift. There's always it, a rift. It, One it, side pointing out it, the other. In, in most cases, you see, um, especially, it really is, it's not, it, you know, we're, we, it's more prevalent in hip hop. It's not the only genre that does. No, this, it's not. If we're prefacing no. this, but it's the one, it's one of those genres that we see that a lot of the younger generation do not really show respect to the the artists that came before them, or not even willing to learn, you know, because there's no one teaching them. You know, in that in that aspect, there's like, like there's 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 not there's not OGs like we would think that they're OGs, like you know, like the ones that are you know popular in the camera, like your Snoop Dogs and you know, I guess your Fifty Cents these days, but um, but there's no real like OGs in the bit, like in the in the in the game in the hip hop genre that are like showing these folks the ropes. You know, showing them who to talk to, li- telling them who to listen to or who to study from, and you know, and and, and just to get you know get knowledge to be able to share ideas. Uh, we don't we don't see that a lot, you know, in hip hop. We will we'll likely see it in you know other aspects of um, shit. Even the fans, like even the fans, don't respect. Like after a while, they don't respect uh, artists that are you know after a certain point in time. You know what I mean? After they get a little high up in their age. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's like, keep it a buck, man. Like, we will see, we will see, like, I, I, I mean, you know, and this is just mainly on stand warfare, especially with, um, with um, women rappers or female oh, women uh, in rap. But yeah. with Nicki Minaj, you know, she, you know, she is a pillar. Love her or hate it, man. Like, she, she has plied her trade. And and made a name for herself, you know, in the in this in this world. But you know, she gets shitted on a lot. You know, I mean, I'll be her personality and you know the things that she associate with. But it's mainly, you know, they they'll go at her age. 
you know, it, you know, it, it would, would call her old or her super freaky grandma or some shit like that. Where you know, in, in the same milk, <laughs> she's around the same age as Beyonce, who's forty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and she's yeah. not even like seen as that as such, you know, because you know, it, it, you know, outside of rap, like, like any other genre of in black music in general, like no one's. No one's giving that same type of disrespect to um, artists that came around. Like, no, no one's doing that to Mary J. Blige. No one's doing no. that to Faith Evans. No one's doing that to Joe Scott. Come on, man. No, no, you know? no. Of course not. Like, it, it, it doesn't. Like, it just for me. Like, I, I, I understand why. Like, we both understand hip hop and, and rap. The, the, it's a young man's game, as they say. The the genre in itself, I can understand why people are very passionate and protective of the craft that goes along with being a rapper or a hip hop artist. Um, but at the same time, it's like you got to give you got to give people the the proper respect due. You know, it, it's. I understand that there, and, and there's a lot of older generation people. They they kind of shit on a younger generation too, because there's a lot of old heads that don't want to accept evolution. Any, like like evolution is just a natural thing yeah, that happens, yeah. and uh-huh. it's there. It, there is never. There can never be to be seem to be some middle ground. There's always one extreme. Is either you like the person or you hating. Uh-huh. But even, but even, but in some a lot of times people mass say it's hating, but it's just fair. It's really fair criticism. But in a lot of things go with Nicki Minaj. Like like you said, was I ever a fan of her? No, I was never a Nicki Minaj fan from from day one. And I know that may surprise people because almost she from Queens and stuff like that. She from New York, Queens. I get that, and I love love the fact that she did that. But oh, she's from there. And, but but um, it, as much as I wasn't a fan, I can respect and understand at the same time that she held it down for women rapping for a good period, and that is something that shouldn't be that that just should be just brushed aside. Whatever her personal shit that goes on, whatever the case may be. Um, her her impact within women rapping and just in hip hop in general should be noted and 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 respected and acknowledged. Um, I mean, just to be to keep it real, man, she influenced a large majority of uh, yeah. women in rap today. Oh yeah, overwhelming it, majority. It's it's the same thing, <laughs> but it's like what I was mentioning, like Nas. How many yep. rappers have been in? Has Nas influenced? Right. And to say that a certain rapper is irrelevant, like that's bullshit because there is so many of your peers and people that you are constantly looking up to and collaborating with. Nas is their favorite rapper or one of their main influences as to what got them into rapping to begin with. And, and, And this could be one of those things that, and we know in this world, People say shit, and then 
you know, people will take that quote, whether it's a, a whole quote or a bit of it, and run and run with it. You know, but but Nas is one of those guys that, you know, in Mavericks, may I say he is on an impressive run right now. You know, like oh, yeah. his his last four albums, him and Hit Boy, they are just a they're a match made in heaven. And it's I and it's great to see that Nas is is getting this uh, this praise and, and recognition, you know, that that he properly deserves uh, for being in the game for so long and 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 also evolving. Nas is a person, is a rapper that has evolved over the years. He, you know, when he started with Illmatic, you know, and you look at to now with, with Kings is a Kings is these three, like it, he's, he's evolved now has his track history, his, his discography. Is it all been great? Has he been, you know, it's, we know the, the, oh. the debates has been put out there for ages and ages regarding him. And, you know where his place is, and you know, obviously compared to Jay Z and all that shit. But Nas is a rapper that he he could consider him as an old head. But you see what he's doing now, and he's is he's accepted this new role that where he's at in his age and his place in the game, and he understands that he is a he is an influential figure within the culture and within the genre itself. That Nas. The younger generation, he's he's what he's doing is trying to bridge that gap, and that's something we need more of within that genre. You know, yeah. none of that. Oh well, you know that, that old head don't know what the hell he's talking about. Nah, fuck, fuck mm-hmm. Biggie and Tupac. I I wasn't around. I wasn't born. I didn't grow up on that. So fuck him. I'm like, calm the fuck in this shit. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hold, hold, slow your roll, youngin. I. <laughs> Slow your fucking roll, man. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not, nobody's saying that you have to, you know, bow down on your knees and, 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 and kiss their, you know, the feet of their statues or anything like that. But it's just a simple uh-huh. acknowledgement and, and a proper respect. Wrestling, you know, you know, wrestling. What's the one thing that they always tell you? What the, the, the one unwritten rule in wrestling with a lot of wrestlers, especially when they're leaving the company or they're retiring, they do the job for the person they 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 do the job for the person so that it enhances that person's character you know into something bigger to pass it on you know that's we need more of that within hip-hop we don't get that we get all this other shit and like you said we're not not the only only genre that has this there's been instances in other ones but like you said and the thing that pisses me off is why is it why does it have to be more prevalent within our genre, the genre that is ours, and I understand why people are very, like I said, protective of it because, as as one of the things has been put out there with the whole, oh, you know, the the Kyrie thing, just racism in general, you know, within music, black music is that fear of it being taken, you know, being absorbed and then being taken away, taking that power away from us, and I just think collectively as. A genre that is mainly that is that is black that is black in culture. There's yeah, no man. denial about that. Like I just feel like across all generations, there should be there should be more of a unified front, man. There really should be, and it's <laughs> sad that it's like that. That it's, how it is. It feels, like, it feels like we run in circles talking about this every. We year, do, we do, be, and it, it sucks. Be more of a united front, or you know, 
like both generations should be more respectful of one another. But you know, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's 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 just it's just it's just a lot. But you know, at the same time, it's like you got folks that are either doing too much gatekeeping or not enough gatekeeping. Oh yeah, in rap, and, you know, and, and there's yeah, and there's sometimes you know, yeah, we probably need some more gatekeeping. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to like dim the light on you know the kids that are coming out today and trying stuff. Yeah, uh, because yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it like I say, it's it is a generational shift. You know, there's going to be some stuff that that will be not for me, but right. I'm going to respect it because I know that kids they are loving it, yeah. and they're looking to do some off offer something different. Like you know, artists our generation did coming up. You know, is but it's it's just still wild that you see normally it is rappers they tend to get denigrated more, um, yeah, especially man. when they hit a certain age in their career. Um, yeah, that 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 is was upsetting. You know, I recently, not too long ago, um, you probably have seen him already, but uh, DJ Quick, you know, he um tweeted earlier, you know, this week that he feel like that he should be, you know, recognized in the same aspect of Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. but um, he never really had that opportunity because you know he didn't have that industry push. Yeah. Um. And, you know, and I think about that with some artists today that, you know, artists that came in there are, you know, that, that, the, 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 the note, the, you know, just to, just to, the notice of relevancy, you know, and being, being remembered and having your flowers, uh, it really does affect some artists, you know, to this day. And, you know, I really hope that, uh, quick knows that, you know, fans like myself love him. Man, well, he definitely should get his flowers. You see, but um, this was also I one thing I just want to put out, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. Oh, no um, problem. It's all good. Um this was the and, and see, and this is another thing that pissed me off. This is what that's what was supposed to have really been the purpose also of the versus stuff. You know, the versus stuff wasn't really supposed to be a comp competition like like they 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 fucked no. it up. Like they no, they really yes. fucked it. they they fucked it up beyond any belief, and and, and it's all for the fucking money. And it pisses me yeah. off that Timbaland and, and Swiss or in the forefront of it. But really disappointing, um, man. It, it really is. It really is. But that was. But that was also the beauty. It wasn't also the fact that we were all inside and everything was done separate locations. It was also yeah. the fact that it, we this gave a rare opportunity for people, for these certain artists, producers, and stuff, to give people that that little bit of reminder, so they they allow people to give them their flowers, because there's a lot of work that has been done yeah. with a lot of artists that people are not aware that they were involved with that they produced, you know, mm-hmm. so. That was also the be- beauty of it. Like one of the more beautiful verses, just a, just a quick. I don't mean to go on a tangent. That as far as forms of appreciation, even though they were great, they're goddesses in their own right, and they're all and they're both amazing. Erica, by the Scott. Yeah. The, the, the other one, I, the other one I had in mind was um, DJ Premier Rizzo. Yeah, that uh, too. That too. Yeah. I mean, even to a certain extent, even the DMX, even the DMX and Snoop Dogg, yeah. you know, like which unfortunately would turn out to be for DMX was that was like you know, 
Yeah, that turned out to be a given his flowers moments, you know? Yeah. Um, but that it's just stuff like that. Like give give the, the artist their appreciation. So like you said with DJ Quick, like, nah, nah, nigga, like you, you he 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 ain't forgotten. Like just because he may not be talked about the most, that don't mean he forgotten. Not at all. You know, and there are people that appreciate that and you know, I, I hope something happens that allows them to do something, allows them to showcase. Like they should give. I mean, I don't know how many. Um, I'm pretty sure he has enough songs to do a verse, another producer verse, if if that's versus if, if that's what they want to do in the future. Uh, but you know, it's just, I just, I don't know, man. I guess for me, why er, that whole generational gap gap uh, hurts me and affects me the most. Is because you know that that's just when I when I look at for my love for music, um, in general, it, it's it spans multiple generations, and especially within within rap, yeah. like I I've been exposed to my I mean for 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 you know for what it's worth, you know I listen to more golden age rap than anything that's came out in the past ten years. That's that that it, it, not only of course part of that is preference, but it's just something about that music. Like you could you could talk mm-hmm. about a person being relevant, and just because they're not putting out new content now, that doesn't make that mean that person is still irrelevant. Lauren Hill, if you want to talk about riding the relevancy train, yeah, man. and I love me some Lauren Hill, but Lauren Hill hasn't made an album. She only made one solo album, and that came out in ninety eight. And we're in 2022. Think about hey, that, man. Hey, she's still headlining shows. 24 fucking years. And that album is still regarded by so many people as like, it, it's so high on their list. Yeah. Lauren Hill was on King's Disease 2 with Nas. And that was beautiful. That was awesome. She sounded like she could still go. Rapping wise, I've heard her singing recently, and I would say she, okay, I, I, you know, she, Lauren ain't the, she, she ain't got the vocals and pipes like the old Lauren, ninety eight, but it's yeah. still good. It's still, I was, I'll still like to see her perform mm-hmm. live, you know, if that is ever possible. But to tie this all back in, you know, in the end, it's just the fact that regardless of what anybody says, deems relevance. If person's relevant. Um, at the end of the day, I just feel as if before you make an asinine quote like that, you know, think about the people that are your peers, are your your friends, your homies, your bros, all that shit within the music industry, and you ask them who's one of the most their the influential rappers. And if that influential rapper is still having an influence and still having an impact on you today, that motherfucker is still relevant. That's right. He's still relevant. He's still relevant through you. So that's what I say. Like when I hear shit yeah. like that, it, it 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 really it really pisses me off, and it's sad. It's really sad that that's that's the state that that has been in for a while. It's nothing new, obviously. There's always been a generational thing, you know. I mean, it, it's. I mean, if we really going to be tech, if we want to go far back, like 
there was a point in early in the early nineties, low late late later eighties, early nineties, where the whole sampling, you know, like like yeah. a lot of, a lot of old artists, old funk artists, and you know whatever, they didn't like the hip hop sampling that shit. They didn't like the sampling. Like they told them, what was the one thing they told? Create your own. Stop stealing ours. Create your own. And it's funny because I look at it now, twenty twenty two. And I find myself saying that a lot of times with a lot of these songs. Stop stop copying. Create your own. It's kind of crazy how it turns out to be that way. That turns yeah, that out is to be wild. That. And the you funny know? thing is, you know, through, through all that hoopla and shit, 21 and Nas did a track together. Yeah. And it was, yeah. A, good, it was a great track. Pretty good. Yeah. Right. Like I said, Nas and Hip Boy right now, they, they can't miss. They're not missing, man. They're no, on... Man. They're on a Golden State Warriors roll right now. <laughs> they they've been to they just got to their fourth straight finals. <laughs> That's how it feels, you know. It, it, and I can't even say which one. And it's hard for me to say which one out of four with the three Kings disease and, and Magic. I can't even say what is the one that's the worst one. Like I I've I've enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed all of them, man. Uh, I, um, I, I, I can make that easy. Uh, it's the first one for me. Um, really? Okay. It, yeah, the first one was is definitely like the worst, but it's not awful. It's it's good, but it it, it just got better with each release since. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know that's that's really a testament to the chemistry um, Nas and Hit Boy was able to build, and really just Hit Boy, man, just be able to really find his niche, his little niche area because. Yeah. You know he, he he's he's done his mark. He's been on some landmark albums and singles throughout the last decade or so. Man, he he is he is guilty of niggas in Paris and yeah. and then doing and pretty much having that song for he him to eat off of pretty much for the rest of his life, um, even to this day. <laughs> but now he's like he he definitely did wanted to go and stick. To, stick with a sound that, you know, that really helps and, you know, that molds well with, you know, Nas's style and while, while still sounding modern, you know, and, yeah. and, and leaning back to, you know, is polish, polish, you know, boom bap style production, but, you know, it's, it's, yeah, but even with the glossiness, I enjoy listening to it, you know, and that's really a criticism that, you know, detractors of hip boys production would really be because it's just a little too polished and a little too clean, you know, for that, for this sound. But, you know, it, it just does make Nas sound fresh in the yeah. process. And, you know, and I'm, I really commend hip boy for at least going, going out of his way to, to continue to up his game. And yeah, man, I'm, you know, really, really any rappers, man, y'all, they, they can't, not be relevant unless they make themselves out to be irrelevant. Right. You know, if you're still working, you still, you know, making good music and you still being a positive influence in, in the genre itself, you're always going to be relevant. You're always, you always you keep influencing people. You're always going to be relevant. Just, guarantee yeah. you, guarantee you the tone, you know, I think it's mainly just because it's Nas, but best believe the tone would be a whole lot different if someone would have said, Snoop was irrelevant, or Three Six Mafia was irrelevant. Oh, I'm pretty sure somebody you know, asked. I'm pretty sure somebody asked. Same thing they said. Jay Z's irrelevant. Yeah, All right. which is All right. 
you know, but you know, the tone would definitely be different. But yeah, I'm like these guys are going to be legends no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you can't you take know? that away from them. you. Cannot. Can't take that away from them. You try, but you can't take that away from them, man. It's, it, it's just sad. I just want our people to do better, man. I just want our people to do better. That's all. I, that's all I want. That's all I want. I just want our people to do better. And this is, like, like I said, this is this is a long lineage of, of our music, and I always look at it from from. I also look at it from the aspect from the perception from the outside looking in. You know, where you got a lot because there's still a lot of detractors of hip hop, and they see shit like that, and then you know they laugh, they laugh, they make a mockery of that shit, um, and it's it's just not right. It's just not it's just not right. Um, but from from one from one little area of we got to do better to another, and I want to touch on this real quick with uh-huh. you, um. And I know you actually, and I'm gonna I'm let you lead in with this, and and I, the whole Dion thing, man, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that, what's what's your what's your view on this, man? Oh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot really to take in. Um, I, I'm, overall, I you know this is this is business. This is the business of sport, man. Uh. Yeah, coaches will move on to a better opportunity. You know, a bigger bag comes in, you go in and, and do that. Uh, but uh, you know, overall, it, it kind of does hit a little personally. Um, you know, considering that I am a, a HBCU grad, um, I've seen the pitfalls of how sports are being presented for HBCUs and how how they how 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 the value of it has starting to be chipped away at over these last few years, um, especially uh, with Hampton and North Carolina AT leaving the MEAC and going to the Big South and now going now going, entering the CAAA or the CAA now. And, you know, it, I know all of that is due to the fact that it's for financial means. Um, mm-hmm. It's to help the recruiting uh help their um, standing, you know, and be able to get extra resources into the school because unfortunately it's just not happening within that full all black atmosphere and environment as we should have the way it should be. But, you know, with Howard, they have issues managing their funds. Same goes for Hampton. Same will apply to Jackson State. Deion Sanders had to go and buy a lot of equipment and resources through his own pocket just to to ensure that, you know, the team could be able to train and produce the way that they can and be having an undefeated season uh, and uh, to win the SWAC championship. You know, he, he he did his job. You know, in the three years that he came in to Jackson State, he managed to um, flip the program around in rapid succession. He he managed to recruit four and five star talent. Travis Hunter, you know, he 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 bulked at multiple SEC AC offers to go to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. He had a few other top um, talent coming to um, to this program. 
and yes, he, he in some ways he made it into a movie, man. Um, you know, he he brought um college game tape to Jackson, um, Jackson State. You know, he he's got them on normal, multiple nationally televised program. They're going to have they're going to be nationally televised for the Celebration Bowl next yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's did all that. And now he is going to leave that. To go to Colorado. They're offering him a big bag. I don't know where they're getting that money from. With him getting five million a year, but they don't really have the money like that. Uh, is he's going from that, and he's now got a new challenge of turning a Power Five program back to their glory days of the nineties. Like this, this team was fucking one and eleven this season. They were bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do not watch Pac twelve football. I, I probably will be enticed to watch it now, considering to see what Dion does. Next season yeah. for Colorado, yeah. Um, and uh, yes, they do have a new deal, television deal coming in, but it's not going to look good when you don't have USC and UCLA there. So even with those two out, there's a opening for you know for Dion to do something in the next two to three years yeah. with Colorado and, and making them the top school, yeah, in that conference, you know, outside of Oregon, uh, and. You know that that's a challenge that is, in a way, is still going to be an uphill battle, but he has a leg up now because you know he's going to have his he's going a lot of his recruits are coming with him. Oh yeah, uh, to, to Colorado. You yeah. know his sons are coming with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, because real, yeah, because um, his son, um, he's going to be starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, you man, know, that's uh, people- yeah. He he's going to be he's going to be the starting quarterback, and and I don't know if you've seen the video, um, of uh you you've seen the video of um, uh beyond talking to the the Colorado football team, yeah, yeah, and he um he told them that he was going to be bringing his luggage with him, yep, and a lot of positions are going to be filled, and he said y'all should be entering that transfer portal. All their quarterbacks pretty much going to that transfer portal because Shadir is going to be, you know, the starting quarterback for the team. And that's, uh, yes, yes. And, you know, I think uh, Shiloh, I don't know if Shiloh's, you know, Shiloh might feel indifferent about the move, but, you know, he's going to be playing there. Uh, uh, some commits, some initial commits that were going in to um, Jackson State, they decommitted. A couple of them probably going to Colorado, some are going elsewhere. But you know that's the that's the that's the catch twenty two. That does you know, exactly yeah. Because even though you know Sanders is going to be bringing a, a chunk of his coaching staff over there as well, so they can also have a better living, better pay, be able to get their own bag and be able to do well. You know that pipeline and that system that has been instilled from Dion for Prime, it has to continue going. You know, and you, there's going to be some coaches that are still left over there to keep it going. But unfortunately, I don't know if that recruitment is going to be the same because, they, you know, a lot yeah. of them want to play for prime time. That's it. And they yeah. ain't trying to play for anyone else. And, yeah. I, and I just don't, I don't see, I, I, it's just going to be hard to see Jackson State follow up um, their previous two seasons with another good season. 
next yeah. year. And yeah, you know, and that's that. Uh, too, I will also be watching alongside what can Colorado do with the with it. What can Primetime do with these new resources, with this money, and with um, just the, the access to re- recruiting? You're going to be able to recruit better prospects now. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just one name value, but the fact that they're in the power five and you can be able to lure away other recruits. You well, know. you see, this is a thing that this is why I say that they're and we under we both understand there's many layers to this that that could that could be looked at, dissected, observed, okay. all that. Okay. Currently, and we're still just talking about the business aspect of all. We need to get into right. the personal. And, and I and exactly, and that it, it it's this thing is, and it goes back to what I was saying, like with music, you know, HBCUs, you know, that's that's ours, you know that that that's ours. That's our, that was our way that we can educate our own people when we wasn't accepted into these other universities, these prestige universities, prestigious universities and such, which were still, you know, whites only for the most part, right? And these are our institutions. And because of that, we, we, we're, very, we're very extremely protective of that stuff and anything that goes along with it. So here comes Dion, right? Mm-hmm. Dion, and from the start. Oh yeah. Anybody that knows Dion Sanders, any any person that followed Dion Sanders' sports career, we know that Dion Sanders, for number one, he, Dion has always been the talker. He's a yes. he, he has a he has a gift to gab. Yes. The dude, the dude is a great talker. Whatever side, whether you think he's a bad talker, a great talker. The, it's irrelevant. He's a great talker. He's a great communicator. And he wasn't, and I feel like the majority of the outrage is that people feel like he was, pe- people feel like they were deceived, you know, betrayed, that he sold out, as people put out, which is the dumbest shit. He didn't sell out because, number, like, he, he didn't say that, I, he, he didn't, he didn't say anything about like he is 100% going to and I know he said he it may sound like he was going to be committed to them you know when he first started with Jackson State. Um but if anybody knows how the, this this goes with football is that you can say all this stuff but that does not mean that you take it to heart. That does not mean that it is his fact. And for Dion's case He's just only making football. He's making he's making this he is doing what he's doing what he feels is best for his career. And that is his right. He has a right to do that. He is not he's not a savior, right? And 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 yeah, you know, his presence over there, you know, a lot of recruits, it put a lot of eyes on there. And it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that he is once again. It's like people making like he is being made into a scapegoat when it's, it's, it's bigger than Dion. There is it's a system. It's a systematic thing that is unfortunate that HBCUs that they don't get the the shine, the the, yeah. the, the recognition, the eyes on them 
as compared the, the to money. right and, and which is the dumbest shit because like these people these athletes these students these people that go to these universities they are one of the mo- they are some of the most athletic gifted intelligent amazing people that you want whether working for you on your team part of your company whatever just being in the world in general there is a there is a wealth there is a wealth of talent and knowledge at all of these HBCUs yes sir and yes should these should they get more attention these people damn right they should because and and, and it's and it's a, and it sucks because the rest of the country is missing out on great shit. They're miss they're missing out on some great things. And Dion doing bringing attention the eyes to there. What he's trying to do is trying to create. He's trying to create something that you have to that involves some sacrifice, and some patience and some understanding. This is not something that's going to be done within a two, three year time period. This is something that's, that's, it's going to take years to go. And hopefully now that after he leaves and we understand he's taking people, whether it's the athletes, the players or his coaching staff. But what he was trying to do is create an environment, a, a culture, at least at the start, that whoever takes succeeds from him, they're just, they're taking that and they're just passing it down, generational. They pass. He's just passing it down, passing it down to these mm-hmm. players and the other coaches, and that in return. So when they spread out and they go to the, these different places, whether it's still another HBCU or a, a Power Five, whatever team, whatever, what whatever that they go to, that they're they're bringing that onto there and that it spreads that is the hope that is the hope of all this what Dion is doing by him going to Colorado yeah we prime time is always going to be prime time the eyes are always going to be yeah. on prime time because that's just always how he's is how he's been and that's and that will never change this his personality and that's what makes him attract and attract the personality people as you were saying with the give a gap man he he did acknowledge that these power five schools do not have that many black coaches. Yeah. And I don't know if it's really his intent or, you know, that's just his, you know, him, you know, able to manipulate the masses the best way that he can with his words. Yeah. yeah. But it's true. Like you need more black coaches there in those yeah. power five schools. Definitely. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm rooting for Dion to make something of this. And so he's able to set a blueprint of what, Coaches can do in HBCU situations and yeah. yeah. environments. He can also continue to set that map and bring it in. Coaches are able to have them elevated into making it work in Power Five, you know, environments. You know, That's right. and, and and for these schools to entrust themselves in recruiting outside of their bubble. That's it. And That's it. able to look outside and look within sometimes right. within your state. And because look at some of these college coaches out here and see what they can do. Because Chris, what is the one thing about sports that we have that we know that we have seen within our lifetime of watching sports? Right? What is the thing that is, is that is 
essential and almost and just about. And I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, if it applies to soccer or not. Mm-hmm. But sports is a copycat type of activity. It's definitely a copycat. Sports is a copycat activity. Whatever is going, whatever is the hottest and thing that's most successful that's going on that got the most yes. eyes on it. People are more of a lot. People are going yes. to try to emulate and copy that. And if uh, Dion is able to accomplish something great over at Colorado, and he's able wow. to do that while bringing his own people more, and there's more black faces, black people that's involved in this process. The hope is that these other schools will follow suit somewhat, but somehow, somewhat, and- but these Power Five schools. They got some comp. They got some money. They, they, they got, got some money. money, and they got major, and they got money enough money to prov- to to create a major opposition. That's right. Because there is always going to be that one coach. There's always going to be that one hating, jealous coach that wants all what prime time is going to have over there. He's going to want that, and he ain't going to like that. The fact that that black man over there got the shit that he he feel like he's rightfully deserves. That's just the way it is in sports. Yeah, that, that, that was some shit. It was like that way Dion yeah. was coaching Jackson. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, so, yeah, that's why this makes this an uphill battle. You know, right. and he really, I really don't really acknowledge the, the sellout chatter no. um, that's on the timeline or not. It's just, the, again, the only gripe I have, I guess, is that it might be a little too early, but at the same time, you never really know until you do it. No, no, no. Uh, you got to take a chance. You, you got to take, take, take the. You got to take the moment. You know, when you got to strike with the iron's hot, as they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if Dion's able to pull it off, he's able to pull it off. If he doesn't, hey, he does it. But he, he still does did it, one thing. Right. He tried, and he still got his boys paid. And and and, and that's people. you know that's what matters most, man. Um, and I, I I really I really hope that it does work out. For him, right, and he gets right. something off the ground because his ultimate goal is we already know his ultimate goal is to coach the Dallas Cowboys one day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. That's you know? what this all that's all this but is coming into. <laughs> a part of a part of me, hopefully, that he put the battery in the back of Michael Irvin to have him coach somehow, some way. Oh, because God. as much as I love seeing him on first taking his quotables. Just imagine that type of energy on the on the sidelines. He got to lay off. He got lay off the booger sugar, number one. But uh, uh, but uh, talking but, caffeine, y'all. But to, put a, but to put a bowl on this and, and to ride out into the sunset with this episode, um, two things people got to understand with sports and this and this type of things. You have to play the game in order to win the game. Yep. You have. Sure. You have to. You have to you can't win the game from the sidelines. You can't win the game in the crowd. You got to be playing. You got to be in the trenches and playing. And yes. the only way that in order to create something, you know, everybody wants to create a movement, right? It's a big movement. Mm-hmm. In order for something like that to even blossom, for it even start to grow, you got to plant the seeds. You got to plant the seeds. Not all not all the seeds you plant they, that's going to come out, something's going to sprout from there. Some seeds are just not nothing's going to come from it. Some a little bit may grow and then it die. But then you got a couple of seeds that grows a plant that grows into a giant tree and stays on for how many years? You know, for for, for centuries, whatever. But the point is, I'm trying to make is that what he's doing. 
I'm not I'm not I'm personally not mad at him. And it should be celebrated. It should be celebrated. Should be, we should be celebrating this guy to be able to do stuff and able to get this this, this power five job with relative ease, it feels like. <laughs> like he got it with relative feels like a relative, but, yeah. it is, but it is him. We know that. Strike the iron I mean, while it's yeah, hot. It's, yeah, it's it's Dion, man. You know what? Yeah. He he's he's all in. And, no, no, you, know, you got yeah, yeah, but, at best, you got to bet on yourself. But I don't want – but I also want to say that, you know, I understand the people's worries and concerns about how it affects HBCUs, especially with yeah. Jackson State. You know, there are downsides to his decision. And nobody said that – and there is no – and honestly, there is not one perfect solution mm-hmm. in all this. And I know you could say, oh, he could have did this or that. But again, I'm just saying, people, if you really know Deion Sanders by following him as an athlete and even after his post-athlete career, anybody knows him, this is this is nothing new. This is nothing new. But the results, but the results, the results are there at, at Jackson State that this method works. Let's see. Let's see it do being done on power five level. If he succeeds in this, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to have to be eating the words. There's going to be a lot of people. Me will not be one of them. You would not be one of them, apparently. So uh, to all the people out there on social media that's saying he's wrong and all this other shit, take a chill pill. This is going to be all right. I understand there's going to be some grown pains for Jackson State after this, but let's focus on the now. Let's celebrate these kids getting to the point that where they at right now and everything that he has done for that university. Let's not overlook that for all the stuff that he has done for that university in three years. It's easy to be quickly when somebody leaves and we got those bitter feelings, but you got to be real with yourself and look at the bigger picture and, and look what has been done. He is Jackson State University is not Deion Sanders University. You know, he didn't make that university. The university was there way before he got there. Yeah, true. And they'll be there. After right. Right. There, so. But the hope is that he left enough of a left enough of a blueprint or instructions for people that's coming after him to keep on following that because clearly that worked. The only aspect that's different is the coach. Not everybody <laughs> prime time, not everybody can be a prime time. That just goes without saying. But on that note, um, Think that's think that's all we need to cover uh tonight. Um again, thank you everybody that has listened to the podcast. Um, you know, since since day one, no matter what time you jumped on, don't forget to tell a friend, tell a friend. We are available on Spotify uh podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, we're available on Google Podcasts. Um uh, you know, we got our we got our, our, our just our regular RSS feed. Uh, with with the podcast on it. In case you don't have any streaming devices, you can still listen to the podcast. You can also mm-hmm. go to the family. You can still also go to the family podcast network, the familypn.com. A lot of great content, man. A yeah, great content to listen to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can listen to us on there. There are many ways. We can find us on on Instagram. Uh, no words Bardcast. You can find us on Twitter and W Bard Podcast. I mean, many ways to contact us. So once again, thank you to everybody. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay warm out there, man. Um, holidays, Christmas is coming up soon. We've got one more, I think. I think we got one more episode before Christmas. 
and uh, maybe we got two more before the year. But anyway, at least one more we got for before the year ends. So um, on that note, peace out, everybody. Love y'all.